Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ. The future isn't scary, not realizing its potential, however, could be. Just like on the recruiting trail, I've seen potential come in many forms as a coach. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. Welcome along to the Rocky Road Boxing Podcast with me, your host, Kevin Byrne. Today's guest has experienced many of the highs and lows the sport has to offer since he last joined us on the show in November of 2021. In April of 2022, he had the rug pulled out from under him when a fight at Wembley Stadium was cancelled virtually at the last minute when his opponent couldn't get a visa and all his sacrifices in the, in the lead up to the fight were ultimately for nothing. He considered hanging up his gloves there and then, but five months later was vindicated for carrying on. That's when he became IBO champion with a classy victory over uh, Michael Magnesi in Manchester. He boxed once in 2023, defending the belt in his hometown of Belfast to keep the dream of one day headlining in the city alive. So despite blow after blow, knock after knock, things have started to turn for Anthony Kakacha at long last. And anyone associated with boxing in Ireland and beyond will have been happy to hear he's getting an even, an even bigger opportunity in his next bout. He may have missed the chance to fight on the Tyson Fury versus Dillian White undercard, but by sticking with it, he's now in line to box in a support bout on the Fury versus Alexander Usyk card in Saudi Arabia on February the 17th. Even bigger stuff. Wales's IBF world champion Joe Cordina will be the man in the opposite corner as Kakacha gets the chance to become, would you believe, Ireland's first ever world super featherweight champion. Uh, so I have to take my hat off, Anthony, uh, to your resilience uh, but also, I got I got to point out we had to re- even reschedule this podcast recording because you were doing the school run, and I doubt Tyson Fury's doing that this week. <laughs> Listen, as I was saying, mate, it's, um, there's boxing and then there's life. I also I also have three children and a, and a and a family to look after, so that's that's life, isn't it? That's life. But you you are knuckled down. Like I mean, you're still uh, you're still the doting father, and that was a lot of the theme of our last podcast conversation. Um, you know, just how, you know how much you do everything for your family, but also you are really going um, pedal to the metal to prepare for this. And it was a late call to fight Cordina, wasn't it? And uh, you've had to do a lot of work in a shorter sp- span of time. That's it. Uh, I'll explain. I'll explain it. Is um, it was Christmas time. Um, I was. I had a broken hand. I was. I was lined up to fight a kid called Ryan Garner. He, he's a talented lad. Um, it didn't go down because I'd broken my scaphoid bone in my hand. Um, I sat back for a few months, you know, considering maybe, you know, considering maybe this isn't for me anymore. Um, maybe looking at different, different routes in life. And yeah, it was, it, it, 
I was on the brink of retirement. And then I got the phone call on the 1st of January from a manager um, saying, how would you like a gig in Saudi? He never told me it was for a world title shot. He never told me nothing like that. As I say, Michael Hawkins Jr., he looks after all the business side of things for me because, um, to be totally honest, I've tried to deal with all that before, but I'm not the man because I've got a short fuse and I would end up fighting outside the ring. <laughs> so, you know, I'm, I'm just happy to have people, the people around me that are that are helping me out. And, and I'm in this position now, mate, and I'm just better late than never. I turned 35 in three days. Um, this is an opportunity. Also, a, a payday that will secure a house for my family, for my children, and, and, you know, give me all I ever wanted. I think I told you on the last show was to buy a house out of boxing outright. So I've got no pressure after boxing. And I think I'm going to do that. So that's what this fight is. That's what this fight affords you. Like, because obviously there's, you know, people have questions about, oh, boxing is going to Saudi Arabia. It's sports washing for human rights abuses and all sorts of things. But I guess for the fighters involved, it's life-changing, isn't it? For me, for me, this is life-changing. Um, if I was to win this fight and pull off this big upset, I am... I've made it, you know, I've, I, I've done that. And, 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 you know, talk about one house, you may have a few houses. You know? <laughs> yeah. Have you been around to the estate agents already, picked it out of the book? I've been looking and I've been doing wee things and I'm, I'm just really buzzing. I, I feel like this has all happened by the grace of God. <clears throat> um, I found myself being a real spiritual person this last three years, more. And I think that I have to thank God for this, you know, um, they give me the mental strength, they give me the patience, they give me, just to give me the, the will, and um, I'm here. Patience, that's a big one, because that's something you've absolutely needed. I think you began your professional career 2012, you've had more false dawns and been told too many lies and had promises just not come through. And I mentioned in the intro, your resilience. Is that like is that from being a dad to three kids? You're trying to teach the children these uh, these attributes and these qualities, and then I suppose you have to live by it yourself. Um, yeah, in many ways it could it could be, um, but I think it's just built into me. I've had disappointment after disappointment, and it never made me quit. So I, I had the you know as well as boxing, you know, being a a very a very you know messed up sport in many ways. Um, I've had to keep myself sane, um, and uh, there's been plenty of times where I've wanted to crack and, you know, frick this and go on and just get a normal job and be a normal person, but I'm not a normal person, you know? It's like, I, I believe there's something inside me that, that differs from a lot of people, and um, I think it's it shows, you know, as I say, and <clears throat> I think I'm probably one of the oldest pros in boxing at the minute. And well, at my weight and in Ireland, so I knew I, I knew that God would give me this opportunity, and, and it's here now. Have you always felt that you had something different inside it, be it uh, physically, mentally, or or what? How can you how can you describe it? Yeah, mentally, I mean, I've been broken that many times mentally that you know you kind of get used to it, and and in many ways, and uh, it it builds you up, and uh, it built me up into the person that I am now, and. Um, for me, positivity is the key word because 
I'm a very negative person, you know, in many ways. And as I say, these last couple of years, I've learned to channel myself, bring myself to different places. And, you know, I think, I feel like I may have conquered that side of things. And, and, and you know, going forward after boxing in life, I think that this is going to serve me well. Yeah, I think uh, anyone who covers or follows boxing, you have to have like nearly a dark sense of humor. So I would have felt bad interviewing you about this at the time. But in April of 2022, you've got a slot. Fury versus Dillian White, Wembley Stadium, 90,000 plus people going to it. And this is the break. You know, you're fighting Romero from Colombia. This is the break you've always wanted, like the massive stage. And it falls through on fight. We can remember your posts online. It was like. F boxing, you know, I've, I did, I've been hurt before, but this is me shattered. It was kind of like, you know, finding out like your dad has a second family or something. It was the most dis- disappointing. Like it was just shattering news. That's, and, that's it. That, that, that tent, but uh, I will be honest. Um, see that fate not happening. And hmm. all that went with it. I was having a very hard time with myself at that time, you know, and we're not going to get into too much, you know, shade. But mentally, I was suffering, you know, just with life and with everything, you know, and and that camp. And it's like, it was. This is all a silver lining, you know. It's like that was meant to happen. That was meant to happen. I could have lost that night. I wasn't mentally ready for that fight. I um, I'm saying that like this, the way things happen. You have to believe that there's some there's someone watching out for me. There's someone looking out for me because look where I am now. I got I got the, the fight magnesia after and, and people see these other fights after and and I won them all, but that one was would have been a very challenging time in my life. So you believe you believe that like you would have made the weight, you were physically ready, you'd done the training camp, but mentally you weren't prepared to fight that night and there was just too much going on. Yeah, there was too much going on. I was I, I was suffering. And uh did the professional rock bottom experience help uh, your mental state, I guess? Did like Yes, it did, because when they say you gotta hit rock bottom to the to, to get better, really, that was my rock bottom in between in between then. Um and now I feel I feel like brand new. I, I I'm older and wiser and I just feel like everything's just kind of came right at the right time for him. Did you, um, what did you do to pick up the pieces in the aftermath of that Fury kind of Dillian White cancellation and how did it help you? How did it, did you just take time away from boxing or did you talk to somebody or did, did people come over to you and say, we genuinely feel, so, you know, what happened in the, in the aftermath? Yeah, I have a lot of, lot of people around me who helped me out and, um, just talking to people and, and things, and things like that. Like I just, the other type of things that pick me up and express himself, and uh, yeah, I had a chat. I had a chat with with a person, and 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 from then, I don't know. It's just like talking and, and telling people how you feel and how you and how you you know and what you're dealing with mm. does help you out a lot in life. And um, yeah, that's kind of what happened, and. Uh, Picked up the pieces, and I've tried to tried my best to remain positive and look at what what really means, what really means to me, what boxing means to me, what family means to me, and what what this life means to me. You yeah. Know? 
because <clears throat> like it's like I say in in the intro, it's it's only five months later you you beat Magnesi in in Manchester in a probably a career best performance or certainly one of the one of the highlights of your career I'm sure. Uh, because that that was a 50-50 fight on paper, really, wasn't it? He was coming over from the States. There was a lot of back and forth beforehand. And that was going to be a, a serious test. I think, didn't he have Luda Bella, you know, on his, was his promoter? And they were fully sure they were bringing that belt back to the back to New York. And, you know, yeah, you, so you were the stepping stone for them. That was it. I was supposed to lose that fight. Like, you know, they they come over here, over to, to Manchester, thinking, you know, they're, they're fighting an old boy, a boy who's over the hill, who maybe wants to pay there. But, until I take my last breath, uh, you know, money's nice, yes, and, and what I say, you know, about the house and stuff and all, but as a, there's something else in me that I've got to prove to myself. And, you know, I did on that night. I won the IBO World title, albeit it's not one of the best titles, but to me, it completed me in many ways. You know, I brought the belt home to my son and my daughters, and, you know, they still call me a world champion. Mm. Yeah. See, whether the people in the sport call me it or not, um, my son has a mini world title in his room with who what he polishes every single day, you know. And uh for me that's that's what really like I love that. I love yeah. that, you know. It's kinda it kinda just gives me a nice feeling. You gotta look at the the fight and the achievement. I don't I don't like to degrade belts at all. Like I mean it's it's obviously there's the big four belts, but you know, I, I don't like to degrade a, uh, an achievement or a belt in any way. And you still have to go in as an underdog against Magnesi and you still have to put your put your body on the line for that fight. So exactly, you, know, you deserved everything you got from it, as far as I'm concerned. Just like at the same time, Dennis Hogan, you know, he beat uh, Sam Eggington as well in Australia. And look at the career he's had and robbed of the WBO belt over in Mexico disgracefully, uh, I felt. And, uh, and then you look at like what Paddy McCrory went and did in, in Germany as well. He went and you know, took in a took a difficult away task and 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 knocked out Bun as well. So, yeah, no, I was it came. It was like a little hat trick there of IBO. It became almost like the uh, the Irish boxing world title. It was it was brilliant yeah. for him. Yeah, and to me, like you know, to me, and I'm sure the party and, and Dennis Hogan and all uh, these are these are moments in life you'll never forget, regardless yeah. of the faults and the money. I mean, I had my daughter there, my my eldest daughter. You know. That her running through them ropes, coming over and giving me that big hug, and you know what we done after and all, and the love we all shared. It, it was it was special. It was special, and and, and you know, I be uh, whatever you want. I don't care what they are. Yeah. It, it's the moments that are that define and well, make them all. And the great days are few and far between in boxing. There's more. There's more bad ones than good ones, probably, isn't there? You know, uh, that's it. Like I mean, like. Uh, it's hard when you talk about my career not to get negative and talk negative like but it's just the way things have panned out that it's been negative one positive negative 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 one positive but you know uh, and again we'll go back to this is who made me what this is what's made me who i am and made me determined and uh, i'm just i'm just over the moon and, and, and appreciate uh, you know where I'm at right now. I think it's a, I think it's a great case study in in resilience and uh, optimism and you know what I mean. Refuse to lose, refuse to quit. I think it's a great story so far. And obviously, many a man would have fit, would have folded like a deck chair, you know. And I'm proud. I believe, I believe so. I believe so for sure. Yeah. And I'm proud of myself that I didn't. You know, 
Yeah, like I mean, another another super heavy or super featherweight. I was actually speaking to. He was a featherweight, super featherweight. I was actually speaking to him just before coming on with you, and he gives his best. Is is Eric Donovan? You know, he had a a difficult wow. journey through throughout his career between amateur and professional boxing, and he had his moment. You know, at the age of, I think thirty five. So yeah, Eric is an absolute gentleman. Me and Eric had the pleasure of sharing the ring a few years, and I think it was uh, just after the Irish seniors and uh, we fought in a, a qualifier for the Olympics. It was only 17 and, and he was a few years older at that time. But um, yeah, Eric's one of my life's good guys and, and I know he's had his fair share of shit in boxing. And But you just have to look at where Eric's at now and, and you have to commend him on positivity, you know, always speaking, a great talker, so positive. And I just have to commend him. He's a he's a really nice man. Yeah, and he he extols the virtues of resilience as well. And he's a he's a poster boyfriend. I, I feel you are too. Like all the while, right? You're you're going through these difficulties, and your luck is starting to turn. Uh, just across the water, Joe Cordina, Matrooms Olympic boy. You know, is is unblemished record. He's brought us a seven oh seventeen and oh now, but he's starting to get bigger and better opportunities, and he's shining. Uh, were you a fan of his? Are you colleagues? Do you know each other at all? What were you watching his fights? Yeah, yeah. Before before I met Joe Cardina or anything like that, I was a fan. Like you know, I love the way he fights. I think he's I think he's really 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 good. I think he's a, he's got everything in his arsenal to be a superstar. He looks good. He fights good. You know, his life looks amazing. I mean, is it all so? I it's another thing, you know. I'm not I'm not here to slate anybody. All that I all I have for Joe Cordina is utmost respect. Um he he gave me this shot. So that's appreciation. You're not the sort like you're not the really the sort of bad man opponent. Do you think obviously the fights in Saudi, you, you don't see bad blood before the fights in Saudi because it's all the bills are paid. You know, they, there's no need to sell the show any more than it's already been sold. So it's probably going to be quite a gentleman atmosphere when you come together for your face-offs and your press conferences and your weigh-ins and stuff. Do you think if you're fighting in uh, maybe in Cardiff or Manchester or something like that, do you think it could have got spicy as tensions yeah. build on fight week? Maybe, maybe could have got a bit spicy, but I'm uh, again. We're going to go back here, and, and you may, you know, I'm I'm here to win this fight, like, regardless of age, regardless of where I'm at, regardless of time. I'm not a loser. I never have been a loser, and I'm here to take it from Joe. Albeit, uh, you know, I'm a huge underdog. Uh, I, I'm an old man in this game, but don't let don't let that fool you. I'm going to try my utmost to do, to upset the apple cart here in Saudi Arabia. What is it? Do you think that what's your biggest challenge going in against Cordina? What does he do well? Do you feel there's any uh, weaknesses you may or may not want to share them with us? But do you, have you seen? In your analysis yeah. of him, ways to win. Yeah, I've seen ways to win. Um, there's plenty of ways to win. He's fantastic. Don't get me wrong. He's fantastic, but everyone has has flaws. Um, he's sharp. You know, he's mentally tough. I can tell. Um, he wants he wants to secure his family. Same as I want to secure my family. Um, yeah, I don't want to say too much about this, but at the same time. I've seen things and we're working on them. Mm-hmm. Do you, you have an, a reputation as an explosive puncher over the years, 
but obviously in, in your last few performances, we've seen you win on points and you've become, I would say, uh, allied with your power. You, you're quite crafty. You know what I mean? A, a lot of the, uh, certainly your performances on BT Sports, you know, on the Conlon Bill last year, on the Magnesia, you know, th- those are crafty wins. Those are like vet, like veteran wins, pulling out your skill, doing what's needed to do. You're, you're smart enough to know that you can take the 10th round off if needs be and stuff like that. You're not, you're, you seem to have become quite a good, quite a good veteran, I would say, in, in, in knowing when to push and knowing when to pull back and, you know, and controlling fights quite well. Is that yeah. something you always had? Like maybe 10 years ago, you would have been more, or even five years ago, you would have been maybe going a bit more gung-ho to, I've got the punch, I can knock this guy out. Now you're finding different ways to win. That's, that's exactly it. Um, <laughs> Yeah, with 25 years in this sport, the body, the body kind of starts to feel it, as you, as you would know. Um, I've had my first share of hand problems. I've had my first share of, you know, cut, I've broken my hands numerous times, knuckles, I've torn my calf muscle, I've problems with my shoulders, you know. So there's ways to get around them. And the way you're saying there is the last one, I put on too much weight in between and I was slow and sluggish and I'm not gonna give any I'm not gonna say like it's an excuse or anything, but you know, I just wasn't I wasn't really up for it. I felt like I could have beat that pole handy and, and it was a stupid, stupid way of thinking, but it was the way I was thinking. Do you know what I mean? Um I've always had this uh, I learned it from the best, Patty McAllister or Nando Taylor at the start. I've always done enough to win, even in the amateurs, you know. Nando, why? What are you doing in the gym? You're stopping people in the gym and all. You get in there fighting. You're, you're you're scraping by. What are you doing? You know, I've always been crafty and I've always known how to win without doing too much. You know, save a bit for the next day. Yeah, save up for the next day. <laughs> but do you feel? Do you feel you're going to have to give? I suppose you're going to have to give absolutely everything to get uh, to get the better of Cordina. Do you think he's going to be the toughest test? of your career to date or do you think maybe outside of the, you've already been you've already overcome the toughest tests which came outside of the ropes which is your what's your mindset yeah, yeah. no no it's um this is going to be a serious serious test um but it's also going to be a test for joe um but yeah this is this is this is the pinnacle of the sport joe's a two-time world champion he's proven himself to be at the highest level on the sport I've never had the opportunity to do that. I think maybe if you'd have given me that opportunity five years ago, I, I might have um, been more chose at. But again, we'll, we'll just go back to say that it's here now. And I'm going to have to put off the goods. I, I, the, the normal Anto Kikachi can't win this fight unless things are switched up. And that's how I see it. We've seen uh, Irish boxers attempt to win this very same belt that you're going for. John O'Carroll and James Tennyson both mounted unsuccessful attempts at Tevin Farmer. And um, previous holders of the of super featherweight world titles. Here's here's a list for you. Oscar De La Hoya, Manny Pacquiao, Vasil Lomachenko, Eric Morales and Marco Antonio Barrera, Floyd wow. Mayweather have all held world super featherweight titles. And um, could you imagine my name down on that list. <laughs> that's, that's amazing. That's amazing. I mean, their dreams, dreams come true. Um, do you imagine, do you visualize, do you do that? I do. And um, I've been doing it now for weeks. So I'm visualizing. What do, you, 
What do you say? What do you say? Yeah, go I on, tell us. Hard fight, right? I see it being tough. Joe's sharp. Joe's got a couple of years on me. He's got a real good team around him. Um, <clears throat> I'm just, I see Joe being very, very hard to beat in the first half of the fight. And I see him falling, the, I could see him falling apart in the second half. But listen, time will tell, won't it? You can see yourself lifting the belts. You can see the family celebrating. You can see the people in the crowd. See it in my hair. I see it all. Yes. Bringing the and, belt back to Belfast. And that's it. I see it all. Uh, I believe, I always believed, always believed in my heart that I could do this. You know, um, it's, uh, I'm just, I'm just really buzzing for it, really. Like, do you know what I mean? It's like, we're going to have to see how, obviously this one's different. There's a, there's a weight clause. As you can see, um, you can see I've been really working on the weight and I'm, and I'm, I'm at a good, I'm at a good weight now. So I'm not going to struggle when I'm there. So I've got my weight down. I've ha- I have these feelings of like being a wee bit tired and gaunt or whatever else now, rather than getting over there and doing it over there. I, I'm here now and I'm starting to feel this fantastic. Starting yeah. to feel fantastic. So a hungry fighter is a dangerous fighter. I take it was like getting the weight down. You are, you are beating off scraps. You're ready to go. I'm ready to go. I'm ready to go. I can't no wait. Pe- no pizza, Anto, and, and since January first. No, <laughs> no pizza. I mean, no I pounds can- of coke. No, no. Well, I thought they all be. I'm not allowed to. They all be ton of coke, right? Because I like my wee bit of sugar and all. Lift me out the recession. But I, this dad that I've stuck to from from the minute I heard, I've had I've had her cooking. She's been doing me up like great meals. I've had no food sponsor on, so she's been doing it all for me. I'm eating fruit salads. I'm drinking lemon water. I'm 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 in a great diet. Um, um, and it's working. So energy's good. Everything's good. I'm just I'm just raring to go now. The stage, like I mean, me and the team, we're going to fly out here on the tenth, and I'm going to lap every moment of this up. Usually, I go with pressure on me, and 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 you'll you'll if you ever speak to any of the team. I have the old bump, bump heads, you know, and and the build up and whatever else, and I get the anger and the pressure on me. I don't feel it. I don't feel it for this. Like I mean, I feel like I've got fuck all to lose. Excuse the language. Absolutely nothing to lose and everything to gain. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Like I'm two time world champion, an Olympian. Uh, someone described him as a superstar. He, he's very good, regardless of of last performance or whatever else. He's very good. And um, I'm going to go over here and lap it up to the team. I'm going to go golfing in Saturday. I'm going to be driving buggies. I'm going to be enjoying this experience. And then that's that's how I'm approaching this. What do the kids think about that going off to Saudi for a few for a week or two? Uh, big fight over there. What do they think of that? Are they going over at all or are they staying home? Well, I'm not, I'm not going to bring... I'm bringing nobody with me. Except my team. I'm going over here on my bum. Basically, I uh, I've got a job to do. I don't I don't need like I love my I love the kids to be there and whatever. But it's I need to go somewhere different. This one, uh, my father's not even coming for this one. So we're going over here with a solid game plan, and well, I have a solid game plan in my head and what to do. And um, we're going to go over here and enjoy it, lap it up, and, and soak up every minute of this. You've been on some big cards in your career, obviously, like uh, even the Frampton Homecoming, I think of, and Frampton Avalos. And so I think you're, you're like, obviously, 
was it Joe Joyce against Joseph Parker as well? That was a massive night as well for you. Uh, this would be by far probably the biggest event you'll have been involved in. Is that would that be fair to say? Easy, easy. Is the biggest event in, in maybe twenty five years or so? How long? I don't know. A long, long time. Yeah. So it's just Tyson Fury versus Alexander Usyk, all four at a big belt at heavyweight, are up for grabs. Usyk's putting three on the line. Fury's putting the WBC on the line. There's going to be an undisputed world heavyweight champion for the first time since Lennox Lewis. I presume with your uh, Holy Trinity connections, you're, I presume you're Team Usyk on this one. Or maybe not. Uh, Kevin, I don't give a shit. I don't give a shit. Like, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a Fury fan and I'm an I'm a, I'm a Usyk fan. I'm, I'm a fan of both of them. I'm just excited about... I'm excited about... To see who wins it, I think I think the Fury is going to beat him. I genuinely do. Yeah. No, I'd uh, yeah, I'd, I'd fancy I'd fancy maybe Usyk to get it over the line, but at the same time, I can see. I always thought Usyk when he when he went up to heavyweight would probably clean up until he met Fury. It's just that looking at it now, I'm probably st- I'm I'm probably sticking with Usyk because he's the form guy. But yeah, no, I think Fury's Fury's big. Yeah, and he. Where he uses weight, I can see him leaning down on on Usyk and tearing him out. There. They see like Chisora fight with Usyk, you know. Chisora made it hard for him. I mean, I can see Tyson catching a few punches, leaning on him, and working inside and and getting getting the better of him, tearing him out, right and quick, and beating him up. But there's plenty of ways to look at this fight. But that's just how I see it. Yeah, but hopefully for your sake, you're sitting there as a newly minted IBF world champion sitting there watching it and uh, let the games begin at that stage. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, no, uh, you were saying about the, the Holy Trinity connection. Was that because Tyson uh, years ago trying to enter the championships and stuff? <laughs> not quite. Not, no, no. <laughs> sort of. Yeah, obviously, for anyone who's listening, obviously. Um, we Hopkins. We Hopkins. I'll never forget this. We were staying in a hotel in Dublin. Me and Mick with bounced in. We went into the elevator and uh, hold on, hold that elevator. That's all we heard the background. And in comes Tyson, his brother, his dad, the whole lot in. Me and Mickey stood like we, we, we thought we were dead, man. We thought we were dead, man. Mickey, <laughs> Mickey trying to get him kicked out. The way on the main, and I'm so beaten, and I'm rightfully so, but. That was the time where I was quaking in my boots. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah, yeah. He, Mickey kind of told that story once and he was on the podcast as well. I was actually making the link between um, Usyk's cut man, Russ Amber, and Mickey are great friends, aren't they? And then, do you remember uh, when Usyk fought Jer- Derek Chisora? He's going around with a, with a Hurley from one of the That's young boys at Trindy as well. <laughs> so the links are strong there. I'd say hitting yeah, Trindy is a pro. They are. They are. But, I mean... Yeah, I'm just I'm just delighted to be part of it all. I'm delighted to be part of it all. If I had if I had to give to give a prediction or anything like that, I wouldn't. Do you know what I mean? It's like I hope everyone gets out end of the ring safe and out of the ring safe, and that's all that I, that's all that matters. What do you make of the Irish boxing scene at the minute? It's uh, probably riding a little bit high after some bleak years. I think you're yeah. you're you've got the opportunity here to win uh, first world title since uh, the last champion from Ireland was T.J. Doheny. Who relinquished his uh, his belt in a unification bout with Danny Roman in April of 2019? So that's your opportunity. Before him, it was Ryan Burnett. Obviously, Katie Taylor is uh, 
you know, undisputed champion now at uh, light welterweight and has previously been at lightweight. But that's that's what you're looking to achieve. And then coming up behind you, there's so many uh, up and coming po- possible champions between. You know, you're looking at Gary Cully, Quivi Najarko, Lewis Crocker, Paddy Donovan, there's Callum Walsh, there's the McKenna brothers. There's so many talented kids coming through as well. But you're just there on the cusp of, of leading that as well. So maybe you could, if you, if you do win, you can come home and maybe headline. Or what's your thoughts on the, the boxing scene at the minute? Yeah, it's it's going strong. It's the likes of Crocker, Kevin Najarko, all the Paddy Donovan, all them boys. They're all they're all proven to be animals in their own right, and Long may continue. I mean, the the main thing is that the boys are being paid and they're and they're uh, they're doing right by their money and all that. And that's it. You know, some people some people in the game you know, they like to look good and do things again. I think I think my bit of advice for them all is to forget about that. To bank your money. Um, and this is a short career. Um, just tell the they're, they're on a good spot now. They're all they're all earning good money. So. You know, don't try to be the fucking big man. Just try and, and support yourself and, and your future because no one cares about how how you acted or reacted to things when you, and this game finishes. So, you know, no one cares if you were bolting about with a Rolex on or you were wearing the best of the gear. That means jack shit. So the Irish, the Irish sport at the minute is going amazing and long may I continue. I wish them all the very best of luck. And if I did, um, if I do become successful in this way, I would love to come back to Belfast and have the likes of Crocker, Keevan, and all the boys on a big undercard and, and for us all to have a big night. Yeah, because this is obviously one of those promotions. It's it's ha- it's mainly Queensbury, but there's the Saudi involvement. And if you win, there's possible chance you could defend your belt in Saudi or or anywhere you really you want to. You know, the... The road is open for you. You can do as you can do as you wish, really. I guess, and that's that's where every boxer wants to be. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if I be truthfully honest with you, I hope more I'd say this. There's already contracts sitting there, fights sitting there, made. You know what I mean? If I if I come through this, I am secure for life. You know, and that's all I'm gonna say. Like, you know what I mean? It's like the words me always now. That's all you've ever wanted. Look, we'll leave it there on that positive note, Anto. I know uh, you, you said you wish everyone good luck in their careers coming up, but I know that everybody that will be listening will be wishing you the best of luck in your big test on February the 17th uh, in Rio. So, look, from us, at the, from us at the Rocky Road, it's been great to have you on for a second time. We'd love to have you on for a third time down the line when you've got that uh, belt behind you as well. But uh, thanks thanks a million, Anthony Kakacha, for joining us today on the Rocky Road. Tell tell the, another part of your story, and thanks to uh, Mickey Hawkins there for setting it up as well. Much appreciated. Thank you. wouldn't get But listen, Captain, I appreciate you taking your time out of your day to do this interview, and um, yeah, thank you very much, and the best of luck. This is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win, and support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ 
The future isn't scary, not realizing its potential, however, could be. Just like on the recruiting trail, I've seen potential come in many forms as a coach. Learn more at Invesco.com QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. <laughs> 